previously on Role Game Roleplay. Where were you guys when, uh, maybe ten minutes before that car exploded? Mortician will say, I've been sitting in this chair, drinking this whiskey for the last hour. Walking Stick will hold up his other middle finger now to join the one that's already up. I was outside having a cigarette. That is my vice as well, my friend. Ugh. Puzzle. Yeah, brah? Why does your bag smell like Italian saddle? Italian saddle night? We were doing, like, stuff, you know? I was playing with his, uh, lean tower of pizza, you know? He meatballed my sub, if you will. If you want to be his lover. Then we got interrupted because, like, someone came in and, like, was, like, blowing up the bathroom. Not an explosion, bruh. Like, not, like, a bomb, but, like, the bomb was in their butt. Uh, Ron Wiener, was that you pooping? Did you interrupt the, <laughs> this lover's, this lover's um, rendezvous with your poop? I had a... <laughs> yes, that's, that was me. It was in bad. the place where people go to poop? Bro, what did you eat? And, like, this is a men's locker room, so you know it smells awful. How did you make your poop smell more awful than, like, the men's locker room? I had a lot of that Alfredo, and I also went to this place in town called Avril Bovine, and their slogan is, why you gotta make me so constipated, so I thought I'd be fine having the Alfredo. No! I wasn't. Oh, Christopher! <laughs> like psychic damage. That so one. Walking Stick and Mortician are our two top suspects. As this conversation is happening, the door swings open. And standing at the threshold is Inspector Riceballs. Oh, God. Uh... Uh, I'm here to question everybody about the murder. Oh, <laughs> you must be the mysterious three wrestlers on Brody's team, I'm guessing. So if you could head to his locker room, I'll be with you shortly. God damn it. Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM and I woke up with glitter on me because I got glitter bombed. <laughs> Hi, my name is Katie. I play Linspector St. Tit and it's a wonderful use of our P.O. box to glitter yeah. bomb us. Well, Christopher mm. specifically. <laughs> Only. Only Christopher. Only Christopher. I'm Brandel. I play Bay, and it's my birthday tomorrow. Oh. Mm. It's my fucking birthday. birthday. From the day we're recording, not from when you're listening yeah. to this. Yeah. My name is Tisha, and I play Rux Balladicino. I don't need glitter. My house is full of sand because I live in Florida. I have Florida. Plenty of <laughs> natural glitter. Ew. Ew. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I, I will not yuck your yum. Okay. Um, <laughs> hi, I am Jonathan. Wait, Randall, does that mean you're a cancer? On society? Yes. Oh, bitch. <laughs> Wait, if it's the 23rd, wouldn't you be like in between cancer and whatever's next? Or Yeah, I don't I'm know a cusp baby. Depending on what book you look at, I'm either a Leo or a cancer. We're going to go with Leo. You, you do give Leo. Anyway, um, 
so our question is, is which Barbie are you? Ah, that's right. I thought it was, what, what Barbie outfit would you wear? No, that's why we got so distracted and spent like an hour looking at Barbies online is because we were figuring out which Barbie we were. <laughs> oh. Do you need another hour? Okay. I was going to make up a Barbie, Tisha. Don't worry. Okay, thank you. <laughs> it was originally Barbie outfit, but then it would all just be pink. So it's which Barbie are you? Um, and fun fact, there are some homemade butch Barbies. Um, you do have to look them up online, but they are very, very, very butch looking Barbies. And But they're not uh, real Barbies. Like they're not Mattel Barbies. The closest Mattel Barbie that I can find is if you take a Barbie made to move basketball player and then just shave that Barbie's head. <laughs> Because I have a shaved head most of the time now I in the summer. I can't. <laughs> so breezy. Yeah, exactly. Just shave that Barbie's hair off. As one does with Barbies. Uh, I, this is going to come as a surprise to everybody. I would be Builder Barbie. Mm. I was going to say Architect Barbie, but that's like not a legitimate Barbie brand Barbie. Builder Barbie? Builder Barbie comes with a little pink card hat and a high-vis jacket and she comes with her own little Duplo mega blog dream house that she built and designed it's very cute oh my god architect barbie yeah if i were uh, going to be a barbie i would just be an iris van urban barbie it's you know very different it's very unique it's very avant-garde and the gown that i would wear um, i'm gonna send it to y'all right now is that one except Instead of just bare leg, I would wear pink tights to make it more fun, festive, and flirty. Yes. Ooh. Yes. It's it's a serve. It's a slay. Yeah. I was looking at the Ken dolls because I don't really ever, I don't like any of the Barbie stuff. But there is like a, a fashion influencer Barbie that has a little mini ring light and a little laptop that she carries around. And she's wearing a long sleeve crop top, which I think I really like. So that's what I'm going to go with. Influencer Barbie. All the Kens are boring. It's like all Malibu fashionista Ken, and he's wearing a tank top that says Malibu on it. It's like Mermaid bar- mermaid Ken I would do. That seems like fun, even though I don't really like water. <laughs> the Land Mermaid Ken. Oh, really? Ken. Damn, I had you pegged as like one of those mermaid bitches. Like... I love the ocean. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't, like, I don't like pools, is what it is. The, if I see an ocean, I run into it. Period. Mm. Don't do it on your period, though. Sharks can smell it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the tip, Brandon. (laughs) I always forget to, I always end up like leaving something in my pockets, too, because I run in with all my clothes on, because why not? Oh my god. Okay. Okay. That's a rule when I see an ocean I run in. I don't care what I'm wearing. I take my shoes off. chaos. Come on, Willpower. This Mermaid Ken is so slutty. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Mermaid Ken. That's kind of my, that's my jam. He's got like a harness with trans beads on it. (laughs) <laughs> he's like jacked it's all rose gold oh and he's got such a fuckboy haircut too yeah, yeah. yeah yeah wait was john cena mermaid kin in the movie or something it looks like it i think so that's awesome what is his hair john cena is where why they hollywood has too much money for y'all to be giving them these bad lace fronts okay <laughs> like stop it <laughs> but it's if you look at the barbies their hair does kind of look pretty rough right just the toy in general i if i had to pick a barbie a specific barbie probably the day to night barbie the 1985 day to night barbie 
where she's wearing, she has a business suit and a Barbie briefcase and a, a white hat, and it transforms into a ball gown whenever she wants it to. Just in the ah, middle of a yeah. business meeting. Yeah. It's like, I don't have to go home to change. Boom. Let's go. Incredible. I can, I can work late and party right away. I don't know. That's a way to uh, end a presentation, though. Mic drop, but instead of a mic drop, it's her fucking suit jacket, and it just drops to the floor, and all of a sudden, she's, like, glamorous. I love that. <laughs> and I can be pretty. Women can be more than one thing. <laughs> Look. Get you a Barbie that can do both. <laughs> I love it. That was really quick, y'all. We did good. Yeah. It was really simple. I do have. I can. I can add more to this. You don't have um, to. So be. Uh, but no, I want no, to. No, but you I, I do want to. When I was little, um, I, me, and my friend Paula, we both loved basketball cards and Barbies, and I traded my. I traded her my Dennis Rodman rookie card for a Tom and Jerry Barbie outfit. and then when i asked for it back because like right after i did it i was like no this is a bad trade uh she wouldn't give it back and she pushed me and i never got it back so paula if you hear this i want my fucking dennis rodman rookie card back yeah paula she was my paula she was my best friend enemy of the podcast enemy of the pod added to the list (laughs) We haven't had a new entry in a while. We needed to replace the queen anyway. (laughs) Redact her last name, but her name is Paula. She's still running around being gay. She's gay? She is so gay, Katie. Enemy of the podcast. But that means that I can do enemies to friends to lovers now. Nice. (laughs) I love that art for you. Wait, wait, time out. (laughs) I hate her so much, I'm going to date her. Yeah, yeah. What's date her. <laughs> she, date huh? her, and get my Dennis Rodman card back while she's sleeping. Yes. Oh my God. You know I have a habit of keeping things <laughs> for people that I date. There we go. This is a perfect setup. Nice, perfect. But you no. Can tell. What if she listens and she's gonna see it coming? <laughs> well, I uh, heads up, Paula. I'm really cute, and my life is really fun, and I promise it'll be worth it. <laughs> Yeah, just imagine basketball Barbie, but with a shaved head. Exactly. And I don't play basketball anymore. And also no basketball. (laughs) (laughs) But I can still wear basketball shorts if that's what you want. (laughs) Please, please, Paula, we just want you to like us. (laughs) No, Paula, like me. (laughs) Choose me. Love me. Cherish me. (laughs) So, oh my God, look at us being on time. What's going on today, Christopher? A lot's going on today. A lot's going on today. <laughs> Let's do a recap. We were at Viver series. Erwin Corwin didn't make it. And Rux, Bay, and Lynn have been investigating, making their way through the dressing rooms. And then Inspector Riceballs enters and asked everyone back to their dressing rooms. And that's where we're picking up. And we were really struggling, and Chris said, okay, since you guys can't figure this out, I'm getting the real detective in here. We have Lynn, Bay, and Rux in Brody Street's dressing room, and you're watching the match waiting for Inspector Riceballs to come. The match right now is the Ejaculate on the Pole match, I will remind you, and just as the match is finishing up, Pal Penis climbs to the top of the pole, grabs the Ejaculate, puts it directly in his pee hole, and wins the match! Oh, 
Ew, what the fuck? What? <laughs> That's He took out his penis on live television? Yeah. I love the future. Yeah, that's how you win an ejaculate on the pole match. Uh, uh. I can't do this. And okay. you can't blame me for directly in the pee hole. That was Brandon. I'm just, it was canonical, so now I had to do it again. What? Did he, how'd he get it in there? Did he like spit on it first? Oh my God. So let's not get into the Pacifics. <laughs> they were greased up. They were already greased up. Bad, bad, um, bad, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. We're not talking, is that, this is what the new kid, the, the youngins call sounding, right? Like, Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Mm, okay. I remember when we, this was a Christian nation we lived in. Yeah. Oh, it's getting there. <laughs> well, I mean, yes. his body is a temple open for everyone. Oh. Yes. Everything. Let's me. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Okay, stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Paula. Uh, as, the, uh, as the match ends, the ring is going to need to be cleaned up. Uh, wow. and the pole taken down. The wrestlers will go back to the backstage, and Brody Streets will enter his dressing room. Uh, and Brody is accompanied by somebody. And Brody says, uh, "I got our last-minute replacement. Uh, I'd like you to meet your partner for the evening. Uh, someone I had to hire to be here, but I'm really excited for them. Uh, you want to introduce yourself?" Ah, uh, yes. I am Shannon Powers, but you all can call me Shannon Powers at your service. <laughs> what does Shannon Powers look like? Um, Shannon Powers, <laughs> Shannon Powers is a um, historical uh, reenactor. Um, oh, <laughs> so of what and on what side? <laughs> um, well, I mean, um, it, anyway, I can. Can I just send y'all send y'all the picture? Yeah, of Shannon. Okay, Shannon Powers has been in the works for months. Yeah. Um, literally the I moment. Got the pick, Jonathan, don't worry. The okay, thank you. The moment that I uh, didn't want to play Zastasha anymore, I had already had Shannon in the works. But Shannon is like his historically accurate. Um, he is wearing a um, he is wearing a um, a petticoat that stops at his knees. Um, on top of that is a lace uh, lace skirt, because um, that's what people in the um, early 2000s war he is wearing um green tights um a crop top like tube top um and he carries a parasol that also doubles as a stealth sword nice and he loves bows there's the picture of shannon in the i love that (laughs) i love this character design so much (laughs) how tall is shannon comparative um, Shannon is, well, yeah, Shannon's itty bitty, <laughs> um, but uh, Shannon has a very, a very big voice. Yeah. Okay. That's that's where I was yeah. like, that's a big voice for this teeny tiny person I'm seeing on my <laughs> my screen. <laughs> I have a question about the shoes. Yes. Uh, oh, are you are you asking me? Or are you asking Shannon? Uh, this is out of character. Okay. Just uh, why why why? Um, because it is historically accurate for the time. The early 2000s. For the shoes not to match the outfit? No, that's exactly what people at that time wore. What time? The early 2000s. Okay. Do you remember 2002, 2005? Yes. Every- is this a picture of Hillary Duff? No, everyone was wearing <laughs> pink, like, pink booties. <laughs> I don't remember anyone wearing pink tibs. Yeah, in early, in the early two thousands, people had lace. Oh parasols. yeah, like the little ankle booties and like 
I mean, technically, the early 2000s could be 20 years from what we're actually existing right now. It is 20 years. Well, I mean, it is. Um, it, so, it is. Yeah, so yeah. Shannon is a, um, you know, can reenact any war um, during, you know, like the Civil War. People wore green tights. And that's what Shannon has, you know, studied at university. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is oh, what they, okay. this is what they wore. <laughs> so, okay. I mean. We support our So troops. if. We're... Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm listening. It, it the spans, level of gaslight. It spans a century. Okay. I get it now. It's, you're all of the wars. You're all of the timelines together at once. Like, you know, and uh, y'all don't know this, but like in like 2100, you know, um, everyone wore uh, green bows in their hair. And that was just like the fashion trend. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can't wait for that. So Now, I'm when you it. said they liked bows, I wasn't sure if you meant like hair bows or like throwing bows. <laughs> oh, no, man. just the green bows in my head. <laughs> throwing bows. <laughs> like a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um. Sorry. So Shannon Powers is a bard. Um, that's where he gets his storytelling from. Uh, to in um, his acting uh, uh, prowess, he is a man of many talents. Specifically, his little parasol that doubles as his sword, and he also has a few little weapons just hidden that little skirt. They say that his skirt is full of secrets. Oh, I love so it. Uh, so, uh, so, so, uh, yes, I will be attending this uh, shindig with you all. What are your pronouns? Uh, you look, I, I mean, no offense, you look like you have pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> this is good catch. Ah, um, uh, yes. Uh, so, uh, pronouns became really popular back, um, I think, in the, the uh, 1980s. And so uh, my, uh, my pronouns will be uh, they, them, he, him, z, zem, <laughs> fey. You, Jane. <laughs> me. <laughs> me, they. <laughs> Tarzan. That's how I feel like I'm speaking. <laughs> um, um, so, yes. Uh, rather dated we uh, our pronouns but if you insist on using them then we shall i mean not the say something that's uh totally true but the uh, people use pronouns every day like it's just a part of speech uh that's so. not true prior to 1980 pronouns did not exist so i am the <laughs> historical reenactor here not you so Gotcha. I mean, I'm sure there is a very, you know, interesting path from becoming an academic to be wrestler, but uh, this was a very strong, very strong path, and I am happy that we have another team player. What is your specialty in the ring? Ah, uh, ah, and then I look over at, what's his name, bro, what's his name, Brosif? Brody? Brosif, Brody. Brody. I look over at Brody, and I'm like, yes, Brody, what shall I be showing this crew in the ring. Uh, Aren't I the powerhouse? Well, nah, I'm not giving you anything. You didn't train. You got a brand new character with all special things. That's what you bring to the table. Bitch, you... Okay. Neat. Ah. No skill? Just generic? <laughs> hey. <laughs> yes. Shannon's like a hired hand, though. Isn't like Shannon and like... Shannon, yeah. Shannon is low-key an assassin. Yeah, like this is what Shannon does. So... Yeah, all assassins are professionally trained in wrestling. <laughs> no, I, might, I may take things too far but you know what here we are yeah <laughs> yeah Shannon's bringing it to the table that they're an assassin and not oh. even have help 
from the top go. rope. We got a sword. <laughs> uh, so, I will be bringing my own very unique set of skills. And I hope that you all uh, are ready to see what I can bring to the ring. I mean, I, sh- I think at this point, we just need to survive the next matches and solve this case. I mean, it's so hard to do two things at once. I'm not used to thinking and beating people up at the same time. Ah, surviving in the ring won't be a, a problem at all. I am well versed in reenacting battles and wars. So this is nothing new to me. We all know that wrestling isn't real. Uh, yes, um, I think that it is real for the people who get injured. Oh yeah, you're going to have to hurt people tonight. I thought that was understood, Shannon, that this is very physical. But it's wrestling. Yeah. It's, it's broadcasted on TV. Do your lawyers know that y'all... Do you have insurance? Do we have insurance? Uh, that's up to you guys. Uh, <laughs> I have insurance. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. so, so you can get hurt, but that also means you can hurt people. So have fun with that. And we know what blood does for, you know, ratings. Oh, yeah. People love that shit. Uh, as this conversation is happening, there is a knock at the door, and it will slowly open. Stepping inside is Inspector Riceballs. As soon as Riceballs had entered the room, Rux turned their back to everyone and pretended to be busy with something else. Actually, I noticed this, and give me two seconds. I'm seeing if I can, like, hide you. Yeah, I don't think I can hide you. Yeah, I don't think you can. I think we've tried this before and it ended up backfiring. It ended up backfiring, yeah. Uh, I can make us invisible. I think Bay is also a little concerned because they were suspicious of Bay casting Um, Nox. Yeah, I think... So that's the thing is, I I think that you two should get the fuck out of here, but I also don't want there to be a magic... Wild magic surge um, if you cast invisibility. Well... I mean, what's the worst that can happen? Base has to speak like a Spice Girl. Oh, my God. (gasps) Thank you for that reminder, Tisha. Fuck, Tisha. (laughs) 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 I genuinely think you and Bae should go invisible. Like, I'm not, but that's my personal belief. Yeah, Rex would not oppose that if uh, Bae noticed that. But I don't think Rex would have. I'm just looking for a Spice Girls lyric that would fit. Because... (laughs) I have not listened to any songs in the past week. There's uh, Two Become One. Isn't this like something that ChatGPT can do? Isn't this the entire point of AI? Oh my god, yes. When they're like, you should be able to do something. I mean, it's getting stupider, apparently. Bay's gonna, as soon as we see Rice Balls walk into the room, Bay's gonna touch Rux and say, take it all over. And cast invisibility on both of us okay which i think i have to do it at a higher level to do both of us you know it's a level three spell baby well (laughs) i'll have you roll a d100 and then i'm also going to have you roll something to see if we caught anything but let's see if the d100 makes me notice something already i got a 19 oh well, Brandel, you're going to be saved from the Girl Scouts. Or from the Girl Scouts, from the Spice Girls. Thank God. Uh, because you will now talk like the King of England for the next 1d4 hours. Please give me a d4. <laughs> oh, this is the one we changed. It yes. Is. Do I have to talk like the King of 
England doing Spice Girls. Just say genocide, genocide, genocide. Four hours. Oh. Genocide. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, until the end of the season, Brandon, you're speaking like the king of England. (laughs) Right, dang. That's exactly what you sound like in your head, though, right? (laughs) Yeah, but can you give me Bay speaking like the king of England? <laughs> yeah, play so the king face. of England is now a bear. We don't know what has happened. Well, Shannon well, can tell us. Well. I can't do it. I can't do an English. Thing. Oh, well, well, well. Okay, do, boy, does Shannon Powers realize that they're tr- that uh, Bay and Rux have gone invisible? And can I make the connection that they are trying to kind of steer clear of Jimmy Rice balls? Why don't you roll insight for that? Oh, mother, come on my face. Okay, that was even better. <laughs> that was not any better. Yeah, that save was a little wild. <laughs> um, <laughs> I rolled a nine. I-, I think that you're going to notice that they were gone and then just be like, "What? where'd they go? Like, I think you're going to be more confused than understanding why then. Okay, um, okay, um, uh, then I am going to stand over near Lynn Spector. Oh, yeah. And Lynn will have noticed that, like, knows that his friends are not into the police. And so he is, and that, you know, Bay is wanted for murder. And I'm going to start talking with my hands to draw attention to myself. Does that make sense? Okay. So how about Bay and Rux roll stealth with advantage, and I will have Rice Balls roll perception against that. Do you want me to roll performance or something? Or deception? No, I'll just give them the advantage for it. I think you're distracting them. He'll say, "Uh, uh, Brody Streets, big fan. Uh, Sorry to hear about your brother was injured in this attack, and uh, I'm sorry to hear that it was your friend that was killed. I've got an idea of what happened so far, but maybe you can help me piece it together. Uh, I I understand, uh, Brody, you were not here, or you didn't arrive until after the explosion happened. Is that correct? And Brody will say, yeah, that's that's right. (laughs) Brody Riceballs. Yeah, right? And Inspector Riceballs will say, all right, well then I'm going to, I'll just direct my questions to those who were here. Uh, what happened tonight? Can anyone tell me what happened during this explosion, after it? Bang, lot like I know that uh, one of our friends got murdered, and this was really horrible, especially because we had just gotten very close, and, like, he is starting to, like, tear up. Um, he's, like, using his arms a lot. He's, like, leaning he's crying you know what i mean like lots of playing up the emotions but he is still shaken by the fact that one of his co-workers just got murdered <laughs> there is yeah, just you fair. know there's so much stuff and i haven't been able to smoke a goddamn cigarette in hours because it's not good for your health before you wrestle apparently <laughs> and i really just i really need a vacation sometimes for my job you know and this this was not what i was expecting and yes Brody just got here. That was your question, Mr. Riceballs? Sorry, Officer Riceballs? Yeah, what did Bay and Rux get for stealth? Oh, I have to roll stealth. I got a 17. With advantage. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. 17. 15. 
Uh, Rice Bowl's got a 14 for perception, so you two were able to go invisible without being noticed, thanks to the distraction from Lynn. Bay's going to speak in Rex's head, saying, Right then, we only invisible for a minute. We should probably beat the big bed. I don't don't know what it is. We should leave. (laughs) Okay. Rex tries to leave. Is there an exit that is not in the direction of rice balls? No. He just walked in the door. And so this you would is have just to sneak a... right past him and open and shut a door. This is just There's like a closet There's only one exit to this room. How big yeah. is it? What's the maximum occupancy of this building? Because if it's more than 49, it needs to have minimum two exits. The layout of the room is it's like a square locker room. It has little lockers on the side, a little bench you can sit on. And then there's bathrooms with the showers and a couple of like slightly public toilets in there. The only way out of the locker room is through the door that Rice Balls is like right next to. Oh, never mind. I lied. The spell lasts up to an hour. Oh, okay. Oh, you guys can find then. Okay, then let me continue. If it lasts an hour, then let me just continue because you guys can just stand there. Inspector Rice Balls will say, Brody Streets, as I said, big fan, but I'm going to try and help and find out what happened to your brother here. Lynn was your name, right? We've spoken before. Uh, what happened tonight? What can you tell me about what happened before the explosion? Did you hear anything? See anything? There is obviously something going on with the wrestlers. I think that you'll know that there is a competition. Whoever wins the wrestling match wins the head of this big corporation and is in charge of all of the other wrestlers. So that's very important context to everything that is happening here today. Um, I think that uh, it's very important that we got texts beforehand from some random um, and they said you should come to the garage because Brody is here and Brody was running late because he's spending time with his family Uh, it's baby I think congratulations but then that also meant that when our co-worker and good friend Erwin went to go see silver powder in the garage there was big explosion and the car exploded and killed my friend and really hurt silver powder and then I think we have just been sitting here being like, who murdered our coworker and friend? And I have been sitting here thinking, um, how am I going to contact this guy's emergency contact when I have only been his boss for like, what, two days? Oh, he's dead. Sorry. Past the probation period. So you don't get any insurance. I just don't like being that guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm real sorry again for your loss on that. I will figure this out. I've gotten to talk to the other wrestlers and kind of figure out some sort of events. The text message is interesting. So who got a text? What did the other wrestlers say? Uh, They told me that you've also been asking questions, which makes sense as to why I saw you outside BJ Fashion's address. Very clearly, we're looking into the same thing right now. So... I mean, I am a private investigator. People hire me when, no offense, the police don't do their job. Not saying that I am doing a good job right now. Um, but like I said, one of my coworkers got murdered. And that really threw a wrench in all my plans. No, I, honestly, you've done some great work tonight. It seems like you already broke everybody. So they told me the truth pretty much right away. Can I roll perception? Is this guy telling the truth? What's his uh, Insight then. Insight then. Insight? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, so I rolled a five, and it's the same thing, plus eight, plus eight. So it's a 13. Okay. I, I think a 13, you don't have any doubt. Uh, there's no inkling of truth or falsehood. Okay. So yeah, he'll just say, you know, people normally try and hide stuff. And I don't, especially when somebody talks about explosive diarrhea, I'm not used to that being such an immediate alibi. Normally people try and hide that because they're embarrassed, but not, not today. It seems that, like you might have uh, squeezed that out of them. So That bathroom was pretty destroyed. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to go in there. <laughs> Good to know. Actually, I have another case that I'm working on I need to question you about, too. Not question you about. I just need to know... When you were on that Tokyo Bed and Breakfast show, I told you my daughter's a big fan. I watched it with her. Mm. Uh, how well did you get to know the contestants when you were there? As well as you know other coworkers that you have met for a couple of days. We don't, like, live there. It's just we were watching them compete for someone else, so we weren't the focus. Uh, sure. What? What's up? Do you recall a contestant? Actually, Brody... You know Tokyo Bed and Breakfast too, don't you? You two were on that uh, uh, Stars Doing Magic show on Tentacle. And Brody would go, yeah, I, that's, I forgot about that. That was a couple of years ago. But yeah, uh, we were on there. And uh, Inspector Riceballs will say, that, that card trick you did was incredible. We've watched that clip over and over again, and I just have no idea how you did it. It was absolutely amazing. Brody will say, ah, thanks. That's, it took a lot of training. Uh, if I had cards on me, I'd show it to you. But uh, it's a common request I get from Vans, and I love doing it. So if you're ever around and uh, have a deck, uh, I'll be happy to perform it. And the inspector Rex. will say, ah, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, no worries. Let's focus on the investigation for now. Rux pulls out their Unho deck, and if they slide it away from their body, does it become visible? Yeah, I think that yes, makes sense. it does. Okay. Rux pulls out their Unho deck and like tosses it across the room um, or slides it and it hits Inspector Riceball's feet. And then Rux walks closer invisibly to the bathroom, maybe the shower area. Okay. To try to be like, uh, it didn't come from this way. Are you wearing anything that would make noise while in invisibility? Uh, Yes, uh, I have a disadvantage on stealth because okay. um, I am wearing chainmail. Okay. Uh oh. And I have a big old sword, you know, <laughs> on my back. Okay. I need one to second. Get... One second. One second. One second. Can I just say the worst part of this podcast is being like, there is something important happening. Chris is making us think about this for a reason and then being too fucking stupid to figure out what is going on. Well, I mean, I think what we get from this is that uh, the people that have hired us all know each other. Yeah, which means that they're all related to the big bad submarine. This episode specifically is going to start putting a lot of stuff together. So yeah, this, I don't mean to be like hard listen, but... Katie's roommate, hard listen. Oh, we can actually put this into the story a little bit if you want. I mean, yeah. What has happened is, is over the course of all of the cases, Lynn has like this old like fucking Nokia AI thing. If you remember the first couple episodes, it's like this old thing that his grandpa gave him. Um, but essentially, he's just been put inputting his case notes into this little Nokia and it has been puttering away and calculating in the background. And all of a sudden, from 
his like Nokia will come a really alarming beep, beep, beep noise. I don't know what a Nokia sounds like. So Lynn is just going to go stand to the side and like review all of these case notes together while his phone is like beeping at him. And so it's actually my roommate. My roommate was really helpful and pointed out that Anamique's clue of the first two minutes refers to the first two minutes of every episode where Chris cuts and pastes all the most important clues from the previous episodes. So. Wait, you're thing beeps and tells us some meta knowledge about outside game universe that's i mean yeah that's that's the only explanation i've got yeah i mean my the clue itself breaks the fourth wall why can't her device i guess that's fair right anamique knows about the podcast beep 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 you're living in a simulation beep 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 (laughs) also your friend is a corporate waste product beep 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 Um, because gender fluid, the energy drink is related to both the illegal and the, well, they're both illegal gummies, but to the fake and not fake gummies that the wrestlers take to give them more energy. Um, but also whatever is making the gender fluid has created whatever is in the sewers, like the Flatbergs, because they're downstream from the gender fluid factory. Mm. Mm, mm. Plus, every single case that we have had has been related in some way to a previous case. And that first case started with us being like not set up, but set up by Submarine um, or Pamela Dionysus, who is potentially working for Submarine, the person who gave Tommy Wasabi all of those drugs to distribute. And I'm sure there's other stuff in there that I'm missing. Look how smart you are when your roommate does all the things. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I wash all the dishes, and then they listen to the podcast and tell me what I'm supposed to be thinking. I, 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 all of these are still theories, just to be fair, since mm-hmm. nothing's been confirmed. But I will say that Katie's roommate said that I'm a great storyteller, or a great story writer. So, thank you. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> because we only worked for Tokyo Bed and Breakfast because Grayson told us to and Grayson was working with Submarine to destroy all of those flash drives remember uh, they were, like, yes and we toilet. grabbed some of the we grabbed some of the flash drives and we grabbed that uh, laptop that he was trying to break yeah and I think there was a bunch of robot porn and like Tommy Wasabi coordinate stuff on it and yes. wiener drugs wiener drugs yeah exactly wiener drugs there's also wiener drugs but because he was taking wiener drugs he could also have been taking those little, little gummies because all drugs are connected. Because all drugs, all <laughs> drugs lead to Max Gummy. All drugs lead to Max Gummies. <laughs> yeah, several clues there. Yes. So what happens is, is Lynn's brain literally explodes, and he comes back, and he is just staring at Jimmy Rice balls, because he knows that he's got a food last name, and that's really important. Plus, everyone in all of the cases that we've had, someone has had a food last name. All of them. Hmm. so and a submarine is technically a kind of food yeah jimmy so inspector rice balls oh okay so then let's i'm going to have you roll stealth rocks because you're moving submarine is a kind of food sorry that just clicked for me yes yes (laughs) you're so smart thank you i made that connection myself Hey. <laughs> that submarine thing, that one, that one point was all me. <laughs> Four. 
Okay. One second, one second. There's nothing that we can do to help, is uh, there? Oh, but I do get with my features and traits. Okay. While you're conscious, conscious, you grant friendly creatures, all friendly creatures, including you, within 10 feet, a plus four bonus. So I got a nine. I cast Thaumaturgy at the exact same time and create a <laughs> harmless, instantaneous Tremors Hardless. in the Ground. Okay. What, pro- what prompts you to do that, though, Lynn? Because you can't see Rux. But can I see Rux? the cards flying towards Jimmy Rice Balls? Roll Perception. Okay. 14. Come on. I think... How long are these Tremors? They last for a minute. And, it, and is that a cantrip? Yeah, it's Thaumaturgy. It's cast okay, at okay. will. Yeah. Gotcha. Just seeing how many spell slots y'all are going to waste before this match. I know. I'm going to kill one of you. I'm going to kill somebody. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> Weird catchphrase. <laughs> so let's do this. We can have the cards hit. Rux, are you making your way to the bathroom? Yes. Okay. Rux can make it to the bathroom. There will be a noise that Inspector Riceballs hears. Some okay. sort of metal clanging that happens. There can also be tremors. And I don't think rice balls would act on this sound right now anyway. Mm. But after the tremor stops. That was so fucking weird. Yeah. It is not earthquake season. Everyone okay, though? Everyone looks good. It seemed like it was a mild one. These, I don't think I was carrying these cards. And uh, Jimmy Rice Balls will bend down and pick up the deck of cards. Unho. Uh, would these would these work, Brody? Could you do the trick with these? And Brody will say, yeah, absolutely, I can do that. Uh, let me take the deck. He'll take the deck, open it up, and take the cards out and kind of start giving him a shuffle. And he'll say, all right, uh, since you're a fan, uh, go ahead and pick a card. And he'll start doing a pick-a-card trick. Jimmy Rice Balls will take a card, look at it, show the room, put it back, and start shuffling the cards again. And then Brody will take the cards and throw it at the wall. And only one card sticks. And he says, is that your card? And the inspector goes, holy shit, that is my card. Even seeing it in person, I have no idea how you did that. Thank you so much for showing me that. I can't wait to tell my daughter. She's going to love this. Is there anything we can roll to see how he did that trick? Sure. Uh, If you want to roll. I mean, go, go for investigation. 14. I got a nat 20. I have been secretly interested in magic this entire time, and I rolled a 25. Yeah, secretly. (laughs) Lynn is the magician that I would date. Gross. I think the actual term for it is stacking the deck. I don't know. I could be wrong. But it's it's just a way of stacking. This is probably a trick that Lynn even knows, just being like the closet magician. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just a, it's stacking the deck. He knew where the card was going to be placed in the deck. He was able to add a little bit of adhesive to it and throw it at the wall. And that's how it sticks. Okay. So just like, yeah, it's all about the presentation and like the, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Like you put like a line of pencil down the side of all the cards or whatever. And the one right, thing exactly. that's flipped out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I got to roll something real quick. Okay. Is there any other magic that I've invested that I've noticed? I'm going to be staring at Brody's hands a lot now. Sure. No, that was that was literal, like, sleight of hand magic. No, I know, but that means that he's really good with sleight of hand magic and being distracting and doing things with his hands. Okay. Not we'll in, like, a sexy way, but, like, a sneaky kind of way. It could be in a sexy way. 
Cut, mm. oh, I'm not saying it's not in a sexy way, but I'm saying Lynn's looking at his hands. Not in a sexy way, but in a, you can do tricks with those hands. Not in a sexy way. Sexy tricks. <laughs> sexy tricks. <laughs> Jimmy Riceballs and Brody will start picking up the cards together, and Inspector Riceballs will take the cards back. I'm going to flip through them. I haven't seen a deck like this in a while. Interesting. Puts them all back and just puts it down on a table in the dressing room. And he'll say, oh, uh, yes, the bed and breakfast contestant. Sorry. Do you recall the contestant Grayson Thudbarrel? Uh, yeah, the one that did lots of uh, activities, lifting, went to the rage room for the date. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember anything special about him? Anything odd? Um, he was taking penis enlargement pills. Okay. But that's it. Okay, I guess that's worth noting. That's it about it. That was the only thing. He just seems like a guy. Let go to the gym. Took penis pills. Yeah. A little insecure, you know. Yeah, he did seem quite strong. At the final cherry blossom ceremony, what happened after he was eliminated? That, that last episode, he seemed a little bit off. Uh, and I know that there must have been some editing that was going on because half the time he was naked and then the rest of the time he was kind of like wobbling around, seemed unstable, but he was in a suit. So that's <laughs> where did he go after he was eliminated? Did you see where he went after that? Uh, one second. Anyone can help Katie remember this. If they need yes. To. Remember the wobbly in the half naked was actually Rux and Bay pretending to be. Grayson, he actually left before that elimination. Mm. He left like right after the rage room, right? Yeah, he. We woke up the next morning and his room was cleared out except for the penis pills, I think. And protein powder. I, but that's. And, yeah. and protein powder. If I recall correctly, it was switching back and forth between the two of us as. Yes. Yeah, Rux will be green screened into Grayson's place at the cherry blossom ceremony. Rux and Bay were yep. green screened because. <laughs> but Bay decided because, on not wearing clothes. Yeah, because Rux um, had put on the suit that was made for a much smaller person. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So Riceball's question is, did you see where he went after being eliminated in the final episode? Yeah, Grayson didn't come home because the room had been empty. He wasn't, in the act he wasn't actually in the final episode. He had left before the final episode. So the question is, what are you telling Riceball's? Do you trust rice balls? Uh, no. <laughs> I think that he just had a lot to drink. He won the cherry blossom ceremony the night before, and there, you know, we all stay in hotel rooms. There are little mini bars. I think that he just had his heart broken by not winning, you know? Yeah, I mean, he he got a pretty harsh, pretty harsh elimination in that final ceremony. Yeah. So he didn't stick around. He just left the showtel right after that. I mean, I guess he was sore loser. Okay. Do you want me to roll deception? Yeah, roll a deception for me. Yeah, it's a 19. Okay. So the last time you saw him was the elimination. When he left, was he wearing clothes or was he not wearing clothes? What was that about in the ceremony? I mean, there's only so much that you can force someone to do, even on television. I really just think he got sloppy drunk and was dealing with some stuff on the TV finale. I mean, if you're going to have a breakdown, it's the place to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> it's part of the fun of it, I guess. Uh, I mean, any publicity is good publicity when it comes to reality TV stars. So 
Maybe he is off somewhere recording another show secretly. Yeah, unfortunately he's not. Um, Oh. (laughs) When was the last time you saw him? Yeah, the cherry blossom ceremony. Is he? That was it? Okay. Is he like, is he dead? Is he dead? Yeah, unfortunately. uh, Dead. He is. Okay, well, that sucks. Was it the penis pills? No, no. Um, he was found at the zoo, uh, about fifteen feet from the zombie exhibit. Uh, that's also where the dinosaurs are from. That is where the dinosaurs are from. Yes, and where Irwin used to work. His throat was unfortunately sliced. Uh, there at the zoo, it seemed. And also where Luna took Tokyo uh, us on the date. Mm. Would you happen to have? Uh, contact info for any of your friends. Maybe they saw something or they heard something. We're all of you together when that happened. Um, this is really sad, but all of my coworkers are my friends. <laughs> so, I mean, we were together the entire time investigating the case. Okay. That really sucks. Did you? Because yeah, the light rail goes from the showtel to the zoo. Okay, sorry. Did you separate from your party at any point? Were you alone with any of the contestants ever? Any of you? This was a while ago. Um, I don't think so. Sure, sure. All right, well, then let me just, uh, since you helped out with today's case, I'd like to help you out with it as well. Maybe we can talk out the details together of what happened here. But I have this theory now that with there being three murders in the last eight days, right? We had the Tommy Wasabi one, which I told you about. Yeah, the guy that I used to buy cigarette from, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there's Grayson's death. And then now we have Erwin Corwin plus Silver Powder being attacked. This is, there's a trend here with murders that I don't normally see. It's a very big city, are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty certain okay. I'm putting this together right. I just, I'd really love to talk to the rest of your crew if I could. I mean, the only other person left our employment. Like, oh, does right. work for Tokyo now? Um, yes. So that was a big loss for my team. I did already speak to Zastasha about this. Thankfully, Zastasha helped me out with a couple things. Mm-hmm. And what did this? This is out of character. What did Zastasha <laughs> have to say? Oh, it's a good thing we hid rugs. <laughs> is that out of character or is it in character? Uh, Zastasha uh, was able to provide uh, some timeline ideas for Tokyo and for Grayson. Talked about a couple of theories that they may have. Uh, and I'm starting to paint a picture because I feel like it's all connected. Can I roll a perception to see if I can see if Tokyo told Jimmy I want to know how much what I have told him lines up with what Sestasha told him. Does that make sense? Like, I know that he's a detective. I know that he's a police officer and he's really good at keeping. But I want to know if he was more interested in what I was saying because Sestasha may have told him otherwise. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Let's roll uh, roll insight for me again. Oh, I keep on rolling perception, but it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I got a 26. Oh, shit. Yeah. I got I a 17. Rolled... I thought I was going to be good on that. Okay. Nope. Yes, Jimmy Riceballs is now suspecting you in this. Uh, he doesn't like that you're not you're not matching. So, Zastasha told Jimmy something else. 
So let me let me help you out with what's going on with this limo because I've got a little bit more information. I'm sure, as you know, Russ, I'm a big wrestling fan. I know that Brody's team has not been doing well. And it was after I spoke to you outside of BJ Fashion's house that I decided to look back at the day that he was injured. Mm. Uh, and I want to show you this video because I think this might clear up a few things. So Jimmy Rice Balls... Rooks and Bay, you can hear this, so if you can peek around and want to watch this, you can. Um, I'm assuming it's doorbell footage of us fucking looking like we killed BJ It is doorbell footage. So, Jimmy Rice Balls is going to start showing the morning that BJ Fashion was injured. And so, you see in the video, I'm literally holding up my palm to my screen as if you can see me fucking doing this. Yes, yes. I am committed to this bit. Okay. Uh, he holds up his phone. He holds up his phone, and you see uh, BJ Fashion exit his house, go and start his car, uh, hop back down out of his truck, and then walk back inside. And what you now notice is that there is a t- tall, shadowed, cloaked figure on the other side of the truck. Uh, it side. leans in after BJ Fashion goes back inside, and you can see it kind of tussling with the truck a little bit, and then shuts the door again. And then some ice shoots out of the person's hand and onto the ground underneath the the truck. Oh. BJ Fashion comes back out, slips on the ice, falls under the truck, and the tall figure takes their foot away from the tire, and the truck starts to roll backwards. Now, as you can see, whoever this cloaked figure is, I can't get a face on it, but you see how tall they are? BJ Fashion's truck was a tall truck, but this person's taller than that. Yes. So that narrows down who could have done that in the form of suspects. This is a stupid question, but we're sure this is not two small people stacked on top of each other. Well, <laughs> I guess I guess I don't know that. But this is my guess is the person who did this would be somewhere around six ten to seven feet tall. Shit. And then Rux. That's exactly how tall Rex is. And then if you look at this next video, I, thought, I think you'll find this interesting, too. Now, there's just a few wrestlers. All the wrestlers are pretty tall, but only a few of them uh, in that 6, 10 to 7 foot range, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was investigating, of course, that loud noise that happened outside of BJ Fashion's house. And yes, that I, mysterious loud noise yes, that we that have mysteri- no idea. I can only guess. I think you know what I'm going to see on this camera. But let me show you. Let me show you. And then he'll change the video to the day that you were at BJ Fashion's house. And he'll say, okay, so if you listen, you can hear the knock on this camera, right? I can't hear the voices from across the street, but that knock is so loud. And all four of you, all four of you are in this shot right here. And if you look at how tall your friend Rux is there, it about matches that figure, doesn't it? Um, but you said, I mean, this is all circumstantial evidence. Like, you have tall person uh, injuring someone, and then you are saying Michael Worker, who we were hired to investigate this issue for mm-hmm. the, you know, person. Like, I can get why you are putting two and two together. You are getting four. But uh, it's important to note that this is... Not proof. You cannot see their face uh, unless you arrest every single person above 6'10 in the city, which I think is illegal. Yeah, this that, is... <laughs> that would be illegal. 
So let's let's talk about evidence then, shall we? Yes, yes. Let's talk about evidence. So first, the loud noise that happens while you're on camera mm. makes me feel that one of the four of you can make that noise, right? And it matches the noise from the French 80 smoke shop because I have it on video from other shops. Noise kind of matches from the cameras. Okay. So now I've got Tommy Wasabi, a murder. Now there was also some residue on the painting in the French 80 mm-hmm. that I'm starting to notice is a goo that's left everywhere your uh, friend goes bay. That's racist. Well, is it? Because <laughs> no one else leaves a residue like that. Not that I've found, at least. And if I... Oh, and I've you got have personally lab. investigated every single person who lives in this very big city full of very many different types of life forms. And are you aware sure. that there are things in the sewer that are also mm-hmm. big, goopy things that murder people? Because I have almost been murdered by them. Did you know that? Your your friend is... You know what? You know who told me about that? The same friend I'm talking about that leaves residue. Mm. Told me about sewer people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've got, I've got more. Don't worry. I've got... Um, <laughs> If watching Tokyo's show, I'd like to go back to Grayson at this. Rux clearly had a way of controlling Grayson during that battle, making him fetch things. Uh, So I don't think it would be too out of the ordinary for Rux to be able to lure Grayson to a zoo. That doesn't seem hard. And on top of that, there were these slash marks on Grayson's neck, right? Mm. And they kind of match these slash marks I found at Tommy Wasabi's residence. One of his... Walls was clawed in and kind of patched up, but not all the way. It's a potential match, I'll be honest. That's quite circumstantial, but there's a similarity to them. Let me ask you a question first. Mm. Brody Streets, uh, those aren't your Unho cards, are they? And he'll go, no. Okay, let me open these up again for you. And he'll open the Unho deck and fan through them (laughs) and pull out one that is torn in half. (sighs) And he'll say... At Tommy Wasabi's residence, you see, it looked like someone tried to break into the back door, and their card got stuck on the door, and it ripped in half. And I'm willing to bet that if I match this up with the one I have in evidence, it's going to match. Fuck. Um, I have a quick question, just totally off topic. If I cast Guiding Bolt at this deck, will it explode? (laughs) (laughs) But that's, um, that's like an attack. At the deck. And it's- Yeah, but- it's yeah, a- I know. I know. I know. It makes us look super suspicious. <laughs> I mean, but it is one of the only pieces of physical evidence tying Rex to that seat. That's why I said it's out of, t- out of character, off topic. I have a question. Could I just casually destroy evidence and have no repercussions? Who is right. trying to frame Rex? That is this, this is Dasha? honestly, you're trying to frame yourself. You keep doing things that kind of ruin you. <laughs> are you not listening to a Tommy? Like you are, J- Mr. Riceballs is literally saying Rux is a murderer. Murdered Wasabi is controlling Grayson. Has murdered Grayson at the zoo. Okay, but all of also, this can Bay be is a murderer. Ex- all of this can be explained by us being hired by Pamela Dionysus to go into the house. I forgot where the key was. I tried to use my Unho deck to open it up. I mean, we can explain that. You you would have to talk to the police. And you refuse to do that. Yeah, I'm. I'm not talking to the police. Well then, well then, then, do you see? Oh my God, Tisha. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, 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 
and then, and then on top of that, Tisha, then you decide that you know this is the perfect time for Rux to cause a scene. Like, uh, I didn't. Chris set me up. Well, Chris it's set okay. me up with the card deck thing. Chris set that up. Chris also set up Bay, so don't even worry about it. Because it's not like he's wrong. It's just we've also broken into places and, you know, exploded things without permission. And some choices have been made. Um, can I can I do something? What, what, what can you do, Shannon? Um, Shannon's going to take a step away and say, well, if you will all excuse me, I have to go take care of something really quickly. I'm going to step into the bathroom. Just take a sick dump. <laughs> um, oh, it was you. And then... Um, I am going to cast a little spell. I want to come out as Rux. Uh, oh! So I am a changeling with disguised self. So what? I, yeah. Um, and so I step out of the, um, I step out of the bathroom and I say, "Hey, you, uh, what's a going on here?" Uh? <laughs> <laughs> ah. Just who I wanted to see, actually. Yeah, Can it's... I do a perception or investigation to be like, I know that Shannon did this. Like, this is not Rux having yeah. dispelled invisibility. Like, I yes, don't know. You, you can roll investigation, because I think with this spell, if somebody investigates it, they might be able to tell. Intelligence check, I think. Intelligence check. There we go. Thank you. Okay, so the thing is, is Lin is getting really flustered. He is very loyal to his coworkers and his friends, even if they don't deserve it. Does that make sense? Like... Mm-hmm. Rux very likely could have committed these murders. I mean, you gave Erwin Corwin a lot of chances. <laughs> gave Erwin Corwin a lot of chances. Literally begs Asasha to stay even after she insulted my best friend. <laughs> like, like unhealthy relationship with coworkers, and he is just horrified. Like, I, yeah, he would just be really flustered, and I think that Shannon turning into Rux could get him for a split second. Go ahead, hmm. roll it, yeah. Um, I mean, it was a 20, but I rolled it as an investigation check instead of an intelligence check, but the dice rolled a 20, so. Okay, that's fine. I don't care what, it, what you rolled it as. That's fine. Um, yeah, exactly. So I got a 22. It, so Lynn immediately suspecting that makes sense. Rux, perfect. You know, I, I, I would love to get your take on everything that I've found. Were you able to hear anything in there, or do you need me to repeat everything? Uh, 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 no, uh, the, the bathroom got a little uh, spicy, so here I am, and could you, um, I heard a few things, uh, but uh, w- what questions would you like to ask of me? Uh? This is a bold choice in accent for... I know. <laughs> I mean, I'm loving it. full of Italians. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> I'm from Chicago. Yeah, right. This is very 1920 Chicago. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess my first question is, uh, let, let's go straight into it. Why was this torn Uno card left at Tommy Wasabi's house? Ah, uh, yes, that uh, torn Uno card was there because, uh, um, and I look over at uh, Lynn Spector and I say, was, I'm looking at you like, so I'm about to like finish the sentence, but I'm like, was Tommy Wasabi murdered? I'm hoping like you'll mouth something to me. Yeah, and I'm just going to go like, yeah, like, you know, like that really subtle, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when your friend, yeah. Is this uh, a good choice? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, when we found that uh, uh, Tommy Wasabi had met an untimely demise, I wanted to go and check on him, but I couldn't get inside of the home, so I used my card. Spaghetti. Okay. <laughs> so. Classic rugs. 
So, so you were at the Wasabi residence then? Only after uh, we found out about his passing. We are detectives, so we were there to investigate the... Roll deception. I want to see if there's anything I can do to help. I have a you plus have, 10 uh, to deception. Yeah, you rest as plus shit. 4, too. Uh, I'm using a bardic inspiration. A 16. Okay. He'll uh, take out his notebook and write that down. What about Grayson? When was the last time you saw Grayson? Uh, can I speak in their head? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be giving them, like, responses to what's going on. Like, just informing, saying... Yeah. And we saw Grayson. It was a reality show. We... He disappeared, but we don't trust this bloke. Uh, yes, uh, uh, we saw Grayson at the reality TV show, uh, and he was there, and we do not trust him, so we try to steer clear of him. I have to commend the brilliance of this, because I can't have Shannon roll deception, because Shannon's not lying. Shannon is just regurgitating information that they're being told. So this isn't even a deception anymore, now I just have to take what... Shannon says as truth. Well done. Rice Balls is going to write that down and go, all right, um, what about, so you found out he was dead. What, what was your relation to Tommy Wasabi? Why did you go and check on him if you weren't really familiar with him in the first place? Uh, yes, uh, we went to go check up on him because we are detectives uh, and it was our job to see um, the, the, probable, uh, the probable cause of his death. Maybe you can help solve one part of that one for me, because you're detectives. All of the family portraits, all of the portraits, the pictures in the house, were gathered in the basement. Do you have any idea why somebody would break in, kill Tommy Wasabi, and then gather all of the pictures? Bay wasn't there for that, so they don't really know. But they'll tell them that Zastasha and Rux were down there trying to find information on the family. Ah, yes, uh, I was there with my companion, Sestasha, and we were down there uh, matching uh, information to hopefully find relatives that we could call and let them know of Tommy, let them know of Tommy Wasabi's death. Why, why would you think that I didn't have that covered? I did not know uh, your, if you were thorough enough to do something like that. To, um, okay. You, you are questioning us uh, after we have lost a dear friend, Arvin Corwin. Uh, if I may jump in as well, uh, it's not like there are not two levels of investigation. Private investigators have always existed on top of, you know, the police. Just because someone hires us does not mean that they do not think that you are doing a good job. But it also does not mean that they think that you are doing a bad job. Um, we were just asked to help as additional help by this person. All right. Uh, let me let me ask you this then, since you've investigated these things that I've investigated, I've told you the conclusions that I've come to, Rux, and frankly, I find you very suspicious of all three murders. But let's take this one at a time. If it wasn't you, Rux, that caused the accident at BJ Fashion's house, who was it? Um, and I'm waiting for a voice in my head. Uh, Bay's gonna say that w- it's not the defendant's job to like supply the guilty party or else be arrested that's not what you're a bad cop it's a good point 
<laughs> yeah, all this mounting evidence. Such a bad. Point. I look at him and I say, <laughs> "Unfortunately, uh, the burden of proof does not lie with the defendant." Uh. Sure. Okay. Uh, then let's talk about uh, Tommy Wasabi. You said you went there afterwards. You saw the things that I saw. Who do you think did that then? Uh, I, I, we unfortunately, uh, like I said, uh, um, we came after the fact uh, to uh, to get family members' names so we could call. Uh, so I don't... I will drop a little bit not of knowledge about Pamela Dionysus. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. I'll just kind of explain how sus this character is that gave us the assignment and let them do what they want with that information. Yes, sir. I, uh, we, uh, the detective agency uh, received a call from Pamela Dionysus uh, saying that um, a dear loved one of hers had passed away. And I think that and that was definitely uh, Tommy Wasabi. Pamela Dionysus. That's a new name for me, actually. Yes, we are very thorough. Okay. It's a shocking. It's a shocker that you haven't learned about her yet. Yeah. Um you happen to have a picture of Pamela? I look over at Lynn. Would we have a picture? Did you the take a picture of her? The picture we have is the above head from outside that got the hat. Yeah, like we just got her hat kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I can draw you a really shit picture, um, but the only picture I do have is um, this picture from her, from above, from our security camera. Also, I'm not saying this in character. Isn't there any, like, we have been, like, we installed, like, movie and cameras inside of our our agency. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, wouldn't that be able to prove that Rox was not there murdering Tommy, like, wasn't there in the zoo murdering because Rex lives at the agency, like. Well, you ever? Well, you haven't found out exactly when Grayson died, though. So fair enough. So I can't 100 percent prove we were at that time. So ask yeah. ask him for the time of death of of Tommy Wasabi, and then prove that the time that Tommy Wasabi died does not match up with the time of Rex being there. So the problem is, is I don't want to say that we have security cameras, and then have Rex not be there. <laughs> On that well, I mean, aren't, aren't we sure, though, that Rux was there? Or was Rux somewhere else? Not, so Rux wasn't at home when Tommy Wasabi died because they were on their way home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rux wasn't home when Grayson died because I, we think Grayson died while we were staying in the hotel, right? Because Grayson so disappeared then... before the, ser- the last episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he, he would have died while we were at home. Yeah, like, I don't want to provide that information to Detective Riceballs right. without knowing that it won't clear Rux, because then it can be used to right. say so, Rux did it. Chris, what is, what is his question again? I don't know. <laughs> How tall was Erwin um, Corwin? Like 6'1". How tall was Luna? Luna was about 7 feet tall, about your height, Rux. I don't know. Has anybody heard anything about um, Tokyo Bed and Breakfast since she went on her honeymoon? What? Why? Wait. Why? Okay. How tall is DDD? I'm just trying to like piece. The only two wrestlers that are taller than six six are Mortician and Walking Stick. Everyone else is six five or smaller. Uh. Well. Uh. If we are all done. If we are all uh, done here, uh, we have a wrestling match to get to. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I can let you 
do that. And then Brody will say, no, 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 no. I, I have lost four wrestlers to injury, explosion, or death. I, I'm going to lose this match if I can't go out there. So I need them. And uh, Inspector Rice Balls will kind of stay silent for a second and look at Brody and say, All right, here, here's my deal. I would much prefer you win this, Brody. And I would like to see what you do with the WWP. So I will allow you and everyone else to go and wrestle the match tonight. But when you're done with this match, Rux and wherever the hell Bay is, you're both under arrest. For suspicion of murder. Oh. <laughs> that's fun. And that's where we're going to end the episode. <laughs> uh, shit. Great. Great, 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 great. great Can they pick great, up great. His, their own ho cards? <laughs> yeah, I, I cannot even tell you how hard it was to try and figure out how I could get those out of you. Yeah. yeah, well, it worked, Chris. You're so smart and you're so clever. <laughs> With how I figured Tisha, you were wanting. Tisha has been parading around her intelligence around me, and I had to I had to outsmart her once. Well, I figured you were wanting my Unho cards, and I thought maybe we would learn something about this with this magic trick. But no. No, I just wanted to learn something about Russ. Just one of those Unho cards. That's just what I needed. That's the last clue I needed. Uh, All right. Shit. Well, it's been great. We'll uh, come back next time for the wrestling match that we've been talking about for months. It's finally happening. Five on five on five Brewviver series. Until then, I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandel, and you can find me at Amazon with my wish list. Yay. Happy birthday. Um, hi, my name is Katie, and yes, you should definitely go find Brandel's wish list for Amazon. Ah, yes, and I am Jonathan, who plays the new and improved and great Shedden Powers, a master at accents. And uh, you can find <laughs> me at on TikTok and Instagram. They all have different names because I'm disorganized. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. 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 An RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.